0: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry, And I'm Tracy B. Wilson. So Tracy, we talked about a lot of horrific things in the Griffith J. Griffith episode. We did. Uh, I was curious, what led you to this specific story? He's been on my list for a really long time. Yeah. And then it came up in another project that's going on, just a fleeting mention of his name. And I was like, oh, I should go back to that. It's horrifying, but fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it is one of those instances where there's part of me that finds the whole thing frustrating because in the long game, he got exactly what he wanted, right? His right. name is still famous. He's still, like, known and considered a founder of, of a lot of pieces of L.A. Uh, iconography in terms of their landscape. He got the Greek theater and then the observatory that he wanted. Right? Not in his lifetime, but he got them. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I love a good villain story anyway. Uh, I just think it's a really strange and interesting thing. And the thing I really do love, not about this, st- obviously I don't love what took place, but I really loved combing through the original newspaper accounts of the whole thing, because clearly, especially because he was a prominent citizen at that point, Mm. every journalist was just completely fascinated and focused on it for a while. And, I mean, they really would just, like, pages and pages of coverage from different angles of the case where, you know, one is, like, that one that we specifically talked about a lot that was, like, the first story-breaking story breaking where we didn't really have Mrs. Griffith's full account yet because she had just spoken briefly to her sister in the hospital, you know, it really breaks down, like, here's what the hotel looks like, and they have little diagrams of, like, where she landed on the roof below, and they're trying to puzzle out the whole thing, and Mm -hmm. that, to me, is just really interesting because I like seeing, one what coverage was like at any given time versus how like that story would be covered today in terms of journalistic integrity and stuff. Sure. Like I mentioned in the episode, that moment of the, the reporter kind of asking him some really good hard hitting questions, but then at the end, giving him the out by saying, so is that all untrue? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yes, of course it's all untrue. Instead of just letting him like dangle for a minute. But there's a good part that I wanted to say for this as, like, the balm to the whole thing. Okay. And a lot of people will already know this. I'm not dropping any knowledge that any Disney fan doesn't already know. Uh, the merry-go-round at Griffith Park was installed in 1935. This is a significant feature in the park. It's still there. It, when it's not a pandemic, you can still ride it. But it is also significant in Disney history because Walt Disney used to take his daughters there to ride the merry-go-round, and it was sitting on a bench, watching his daughters ride that carousel that he got the idea for Disneyland. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I feel like we might have said it in a prior episode, and I forgot. Uh, maybe. But so, there, there is a lot of really amazing history just connected to Griffith Park, including, like, you know, things that were going on during the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have certainly been... Other crimes committed in the park, some of which have been grisly and also similarly fascinated the press. Uh, the park itself has a really fascinating history. And there's a lot of work has been done to preserve the park's history and really, like, make a robust archive of it. Um, I know the observatory had a, a an exhibit for a while, I don't know if it's still up, that was a, a history of the park. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, you know, these places are all around us and we don't always think about them having long stories to tell sure um but they all do i mean we we've talked about you know central park and an entire community that was there that most people have forgotten about it's it's like that any of these places have probably stories that may or may not be very delightful but they're an important part of the record and of the identity of that place so (sighs) griffith j griffith I called him a lot of very, very unkind things while doing this research, and in your email when you emailed me the <laughs> I sure did <laughs> Outline. Oh, it's it's a show that kids might listen to, so I won't use any of the words I used, but I don't have a favorable opinion of the <laughs> man mm, <no. laughs> one of the things we talked about this week was Andrew Cross, who did a lot of experiments with electricity. Yes, he did. <laughs> um so every year, uh my spouse and I are on a team for the MIT mystery hunts, mm-hmm. which is a, a a puzzle hunt event. Um, where people try to find a coin that's hidden on the MIT campus, which, of course, had to be handled very differently this year because of the pandemic. It was a virtual situation. But because I was going to take Friday off to go with our Monday MLK holiday, that meant I needed to get my work done early. And I was like, what do I feel like I can handle goofy scientist guy I think I can get finished in the amount of time that I have to get my work done. And that was totally true. This is one of those episodes that just sort of fell together neatly as I was working on it, instead of being uh, kind of a uh, hammering things into place, which is how Olamp de Gouge went just a week <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how those, some just go smooth as silk and others are like, you're dragging a sack of information to the finish line. Like, please, come on, just tie up somehow narratively. (laughs) Yeah, make a narrative, please. Um, His second wife's books were, of course, a big source of information for the episode. Um, They are online in several places. You can read them for yourself. And if you are interested in more details about the experiment with the mites, um, all the details are, are in there. Reading through those was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I don't have a great explanation for the mites beyond maybe some mites laid their eggs on there. Um, And it, like, continues to not really have a 100% definitive explanation, right? Only two people had this result, a little vague about all of it, you know? I I think, I feel like I would blame the water for some reason. Yeah. I'd be like, it's in there when they set up the experiment. (laughs) That's what it is. I'm basing that on nothing. Yeah, various household mites can also be pretty hardy if you have ever tried to, like, get rid of dust mites in your house or whatever. Uh, It can take a whole lot to try to do that. All of, number one, it's clear that in his school years, like his boyhood school years, he sounds like he was a handful. (laughs) And then as an adult, he just became kind of this eccentric, I'm going to do experiments in my house, which, all you know, a lot of scientific work happening at that time was just people who were enthusiastic and interested and had enough money to support their science habit. That's true. Um, I promised you a story about time. Oh, right, right. Since he and his brother tried to split up time into 10-hour increments instead of the 12 and 12 to make 24 that we all live on. I, as an adult... (laughs) Do you remember Swatch Internet Time? No. Okay, so there was a move in 1998 where Swatch tried to introduce this idea that everyone globally should switch to one time Swatch Internet Time because they recognized that due to globalization, like, people would be communicating with each other, and rather than going, okay, wait, it's six where I am, that means it's one where you are? You could just say, let's meet at 700. And, like, the day was broken down into beats, what they called beats, which were 1,000 beats per rotation, so per day. I would have been in my mid-twenties at this time, and I wanted everyone to adopt Swatch Internet. (laughs) I thought it was brilliant. I tried to live by it, much to the frustration of everyone around me, because I would be like, oh, do you mean, you know... They would be like, oh, breakfast is at 8.30, and I would be like, oh, do you mean, you know, 312 or whatever... (laughs) (laughs) It was just never going to work. I mean, I did some doofy things in my 20s, so I I don't feel like I can judge you too much for this, but I do have some questions. I mean, I just thought it was, like, revolutionary and smart, but what are your questions? (laughs) Well, my question is really, like, one of the things about having all these time zones is having a sense of what time it is in another place and whether the person you're talking to is likely to be awake. Right. How did it account for that? Were people just going to be awake at... We were all going to... Well, it didn't. I mean, it wasn't like that. It was like you would be able to say, no, I sleep from 500 okay. to 800 or whatever. Uh-huh. But you wouldn't have to worry about daylight savings. That was not part of the plan. It would stay completely consistent. Sure. And it would get everybody on the same time, which I, I think the crosses was... would have been... Very into this if they had been living 70. the nineties. I thought of them I thought of it immediately when I read that. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'd be into this. I mean, I always kind of like the idea of playing with time and not living by the twelve-hour clock. You know, I'm also one of those people who really, really wanted to make polyphasic sleeping work, and that was not, oh yeah, not functional for me. Um, <laughs> it's like it works really well until it doesn't work, and then which for anybody that doesn't know, that's uh, when people, there was, uh, I'm sure there are still people doing it at the time. I mean, this was some years back. The, The research I had been doing, the idea was that if you broke your sleep down into smaller increments that were on a very regimented schedule, you didn't have to sleep like a full eight hours every night. You could get by with actually like three, but it was like in, you know, 25 minute increments or whatever, but you had to do them at like, regularly scheduled out interval intervals. And a lot of people did it. You can do a search for it and you'll find lots of people's accounts of trying to switch to this. I love it because I have a love-hate thing with sleep. I wish I didn't have to sleep. I have stuff to do. I'm going to die one day. I, I would have to make a lot of clothes before then. But um, it- for a lot of people that make it work, what they find is that it works great. And then if you're like in a situation where you cannot get to your place to doze off like one guy I remember reading his account and he was saying like I was doing really really great and then I I was in a meeting at work that ran long and my body was so used to just like go to sleep at 10.01 every morning that I literally just slumped over and fell asleep on the conference table like oh my wild goodness th- and then once that happens you're like once you get off of it you have to start all over and it takes a long time to retrain your body that's probably more about me than you ever wanted to know but I sure wish I could make that work <laughs> I'm thinking the crosses might have also been into polyphasic I, I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. It's kind of like a lot of people point to, uh, was it Einstein that would... No, Edison would catnap. Hmm. He didn't, like, have bedtime, per se. He would just catnap throughout the day. Edison has his own problems, but... Um, sure. That always sounded appealing to me, but I've never been able to make it function. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, if you... Want to write to us about this or any other podcast? We're at History Podcasts on iHeartRadio.com. I hope everybody has a great weekend, whatever is on your plate. If you're working, hope people are not jerks to you. And if you are not working, I hope it's as restful as it can be. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio.